I don't know about you, but I always cry on that part. I saw you guys. Thank God the lights were off because a little tear comes, starts to come. I'm not crying, right? Yo, Adrian, we did it. I love the series Rocky. Rocky Three is my favorite. It's my favorite because it's a lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of battles, a lot of different things. If you don't know the story of Rocky, it was based off of a fight between Muhammad Ali and Chuck Wepner. And Chuck Wepner basically took Rocky, I mean, took Muhammad Ali to the brink, basically. And so Sylvester Stallone made this, uh, that, that original Rocky based off of that, off of inspiration off that fight. And if you follow the, the, the series, Rocky won is, is he's a, he, he gets a chance through a promotion that Apollo Creed, the champion, the cool champion, right? He wants to put something together and he finds Rocky just by his nickname, the Italian Stallion, right? From Philadelphia, right? And so Apollo thinks, hey, this is a great promotion. We'll just give Sky a chance. It'll look cool and, and, and we'll see what happens. Well, he thought it was an easy win. Rocky was just a club fighter. Club fighter is just somebody that's a stepping stone for contenders and champions, right? They're just a, a notch on their belt, fighting for chump change. Rocky was also a thug. He was a thug. He, if you look at, at the movie, he's basically the enforcer for a mob guy in Philadelphia, right? That's what he does. So he's, he's a lot like some of you out here, right? I think Pete and a couple of you guys could identify with this guy, right? But Rocky gets the opportunity, pushes Apollo to the brink, Right, and, and, and he loses, right? He loses, but everybody's telling Apollo, like, hey, this, this, this chump, this no-name guy pushed you. And so Apollo wants a rematch. And this time, Apollo said he's going to train. He's going to get better, right? And we see the outcome in that fight in Rocky II, right? He beats him by just a second. He, gets, he wins the belt, right? And we all love that part. I mean, everybody in this place has probably said, yo, Adrian, we, we did it at least one time, Right? I mean, if your name's Adrian, you've heard that a million times, right? But it, 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 from Rocky Three picks up from the ending of Rocky Two, and we'll go to this next clip. So here's Rocky, three years removed from winning the belt from Apollo Creed. He's, he's won 10, uh, 10 uh, belts in a row, 10 title defenses, which is good, right? You see he's a little bit more sophisticated in Rocky Three, right? He has the, the nice suit on, his hair is combed. You know, uh, uh, Adrian's looking good, right? Instead of the goofy glasses and all afraid to talk, right? And you see Clubber Lang show up, right? And I hated Clubber Lang. If you're a kid, you're like, how could this guy talk to our beloved champion, Rocky? Everybody loves Rocky. What's his problem? Then he tells Mick, shut up, old man. And you're really, like, starting to hate him. And I, I, I loved Rocky, but I, I hated Clubber Lang. I didn't like Clubber Lang until he became B.A. Baracus on the A-team, right? <laughs> But, uh, but looking at this, you see that Rocky, he, he had the money now. He had the prestige, right? He had the fame, he had the fortune, the wife, the kid, right? He had money, he was living in a mansion. Life was really good. So he thought, I would just, just gonna retire. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is this. We don't just retire, right? As believers, we just don't retire. There's always somebody waiting. There's always a an obstacle something in the shadows waiting to just attack us waiting to just fight us right waiting for a rumble rocky needed that in his life he was living easy he was living easy he needed a fight sometimes as believers we need a fight right if you think about all the great stories in the bible right all the great stories they had a nemesis they had an obstacle 
They had a battle. Those are the ones we constantly read all the time, right? Those are the ones that we can quote back and forth. We know the story, right? Think about David. David had Saul, right? Saul made David a better man, but Saul was after him, right? Made his life horrible. If we think about Jonah, Jonah had the whale. You think about Daniel, Daniel had lions. The children of Israel had everyone against them, right? Job had everything going wrong for him. See, most times as humans, we need a challenge. We need a fight. And God, he's like the promoter, right? There's always a promoter, like a Don King or a Bob Arum or a Dana White, and they put the fight together. And sometimes God says, you know what? This guy needs a fight. He needs a fight. He needs something that's going to wake him up sometimes, right? And why does God do that? Have you ever thought about that? Why does God do that? Why can't our life just be easy, right? And I think Paul pretty much describes this per perfectly in 2 Corinthians. He talks about the thorn in his flesh, right? We don't know what it was, but it bothered him, right? You know it had to bother Paul, right, if he's complaining about it, right? Because he was a hardcore dude, right? But Paul says it very clearly. He says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. God wants to, wants to test us a little bit. He wants to see what we're made of through him, right? The great Mike Tyson, Python, did I say that right? Mike Tyson once said this. He said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And sometimes God allows us to get punched in the mouth. Let's go to clip number three. Ah, good old Mick, always speaking the truth there, right? Mick was right. Rocky at one time, he was hungry, right? Literally and figuratively, he was hungry, he was starving. He'd do anything to, for a fight. He'd fight anybody anywhere. But somehow he got a little civilized, right? You remember Rocky in, in, in one and two, right? What, what was he doing? He was running in the streets, right? He was with Chuck Taylors and some jacked up sweats on, right? Beanie, he's out there running, right? He's on the, uh, at the slaughterhouse and he's hitting meat. You remember that scene? He's hitting meat. He's over there drinking raw eggs, right? I was going to do a little video and drink raw eggs, but I thought I'd probably get sick and I wouldn't be able to preach today. So I didn't do that. He was chasing chickens, right? Old school technique on how to work on your footwork. But somehow Rocky wasn't doing that no more. He became civilized. He became sophisticated. He became polished. He became cultured. Think about that. When you first got saved, you were hungry like Rocky, right? You was chasing chickens. Not those type of chickens, but you were chasing chickens, right? You were, you were hitting sides of beef, right? You were hitting the altar. You were coming to prayer. You were getting involved with, with, with everything that had to do with church. You were praying. You were reading. You were doing all those things, right? But somehow you became sophisticated, right? You used to tell everybody and anybody about Jesus. You didn't even know how to witness, but you would tell them what he's done in your life. But somehow you got civilized, right? You became civilized. You kind of forgot where you came from, right? It's very easy to do that. We all do that. There's no more uh, 
being hungry, right? Things are looking really good, right? You're, you have a good job. You have a wife and kids, right? You're showing up to church. You no longer have to take the bus. You have an SUV. All that's great. In Matthew 6, 24, uh, 16, 24, it says, Then Jesus says to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? We can't become civilized, right? If you want to be a good Christian, you got to be uncivilized. I love what my favorite boxer, the uh, undisputed middleweight champ, marvelous Marvin Hagler said. He said, it's tough to get out of bed to do road work at 5 a.m. when you've been sleeping in silk pajamas, right? Sometimes you're no longer hungry. You got to become uncivilized. Let's go to clip number four. <laughs> I love Mick. You know what that scene reminds me of? Mick is like, I, I wish I had a Mick by me every day, right? Don't you wish? Just, just speaking truth. But we do have a Mick. It's the Holy Spirit, right? He's always speaking to us. He's like, he's like a Mick, man. I wish the Holy Spirit, I, I picture the Holy Spirit's voice talking to me like Mick every day. Come on, Dave, get in the gym. Get, get on your knees, Dave. Read your word, Dave. Do what's right, Dave, right? I mean, but, but that's, I, I wish we could do that, right? Change his voice to Mick, the Holy Spirit's voice to me. Maybe we could, who knows? Maybe we ask God. But I wish I had that in my life sometimes. And Rock had it. He's telling him every day. And he, here's Rock, he rents out this, this, Fancy venue, right? He's selling merch. He's doing all this stuff. And I love that scene because it shows you what Clubber's doing, right? I don't, it didn't look like Clubber, it looked like Clubber was like in the basement, right? It looked like he was like by himself. That's the way training is supposed to be. It's supposed to be lonely, right? Ask any fighter. He can have a million people around him, but he's in his own head all the time, right? He's fighting these demons, telling him he's gonna lose or he can't do it, right? Training is supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be grimy, right? It's supposed to be like, like excruciating, painful, painful. If any of you have been to the gym, you know when you're hurting, that's when you know you're, you're, you're getting ready, right? That's the way it's supposed to be. And sometimes we're like this. We take the enemy like, 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 like he's nothing. We take the enemy lightly, right? And, and, and while we're, 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 we're supposed to be training, the enemy's constantly getting ready, right? He's constantly getting ready. Well, we are more concerned with style, the enemy's more concerned with substance. While we are sleeping, the enemy's wide awake, right? When we're watching TV, he's watching film on us. Let me see what they'll do, right? He's watching it. While we could care less about strategy, the enemy is scheming, creating new strategy, right? When the enemy is in the gym, we're at Jim's Burgers. Right? George, you know about Jim's Burgers. We used to go all the time in high school. Right? First Peter 5.8, it says, Be on your guard and stay awake. Your enemy, the devil, is roaring. Is it like a roaring lion seeking around to find someone to attack? He's just looking. Right? He's just looking. And he's looking for the guy that's probably not been in the gym. Right? I imagine him walking around. Let me, let me see who's weak. Oh, that guy looks kind of weak. Right? That guy looks... That, that, that woman looks like she's been out of the gym for a while, right? He's looking. And I love what it says in Job 1.7. The Lord said to Satan, 
Where have you come from? I like, the, I like when the Lord asks his questions. He knows the answers too. But he asks them so we can have the answer written down right here. Saying, answer the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. He's not just visiting places. He's looking, right? He's looking for somebody, something to attack, cause strife, cause pain, cause destruction. That's what he's looking for. And if you're not in the gym, he's looking for you. He's always ready. If we stay ready, we ain't got to get ready, right? If you're always in shape, you'll be ready. I love what legendary heavyweight champion Joe Lewis said here. He said, if you cheat on your road work in the dark of the morning, you'll be found out in the big fight under the bright lights. You got to do the work. Let's go to clip number five. Man, I hated that part. And then Clubber rubs it in, right, with a little, uh, uh. I was like, I used to be so mad at that part, right? So I, I have a rule. I like, I like to watch fights, but I have a rule about champions. I like to see champions get pushed, right? I respect Floyd Mayweather. He's probably the best, right? But Floyd never been really pushed, right? He's just, he just, he's, that, he's just that great. But there's something about when you see a fight, especially a champion, and he gets pushed a little bit, right, to the brink. Gets a little beat up, right? Gets challenged, right? You're like, oh, man. And a, and a, and a champion that gets challenged a few times and stays on top is great. But a champion that loses, right, it's a whole different story. It's a whole different story. This is when you really, this is when I really get to see what they're made of, right? You really get to see what a champion's made of when they lose. Some champions lose and they never come back. They retire and that's it. They're done, right? But you see these real tough guys, man, these real guys that are mentally, physically strong. They say, I lost, but I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to come back. And that's what I think Rocky was right here, right? It's kind of like our walk with Christ. We already know that we are going to experience some tough fights and maybe even some losses. But that's when our faith is truly tested. We get to see what we are made of in and through Christ, right? That's when we get to see what we're made. It's easy to serve God and, and come to church when things are going good, right? I don't know about you, but when I see people and I know they've been through something and they're still here, they're still standing, I'm like, yo, that's what, that's what they're really made of. It wasn't just fluff. It was like they were in, in the trenches there. And even though they took some hits, even though they got beat up, and Rocky didn't only get knocked out, he got beat up. And it was only like three rounds. And he got thrashed. But there's something about seeing a believer, a Christian, and they, and they go through something and they get up off the canvas. I love, there's a, there's, a, there's a great trilogy that happened in MMA. And it involved Vandalay Silva and Rampage. And they fought two times in Pride. And then they fought one time in the UFC. The two times in Pride, Vandalay smashed Rampage, right? Especially, I mean, knocked him out cold in one, one time with knees, Okay, and just demolish him. I don't know about you, but if somebody beats me up bad two times, I do not want to fight them again. I'm going to pull out my gun, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm done fighting you, bro. Like, you beat me up, but you're not going to kill me. I'm going to kill you. But they come to, to the UFC, and I thought Rampage signed up to fight him again. And I'm like, dude, like, he kicked your butt. Like, but then I begin to think, man, this guy must be crazy, right? He must be, he must think he could win. And what does Rampage do? He knocks Vanderlei Silva out. And I had so much respect because that took, I mean, imagine being jacked up twice and then you come back and win. But he showed us what he was made of. And sometimes we have to show the enemy what we're made of, right? We're going to get beat up. We're going to get knocked down, but we got to get back up. 
And the Bible is like a good manager and a trainer when it says this, right? And because and it, it tells us, he tells us we're going to get hit. It tells us we're going to do, things are going to happen. In John 16, it says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. You know, God is very clear too that he's in the midst standing right by us. He's in our corner. He's giving us direction, right? He's coaching us. He's giving us encouragement. He's not leaving, right? He's not leaving. He's not throwing in the towel, right? Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. 2 Corinthians 4.8 says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. God is not abandoning us in this fight. He's right there with us. And I love what it says in Proverbs 24, 15, and 16. It says, don't interfere with good people's lives. Don't try to get the best of them. No matter how many times you trip them up, God loyal people don't stay down long. Soon they're up on their feet while the wicked end up flat on their faces. We get back up. We get back up and we keep fighting. I love what the Clark commentary says on that scripture. It says, though God permit the hand of violence sometimes to spoil his tent, temptations to assail his mind, and afflictions to press down his body, he constantly emerges. And every time he passes through the furnace, he comes out brighter and more refined. Right? Every try I went, it, went through, everything that I've, I, I've struggled with, every loss, every hurt, every pain, when I went through it, I've came out better. I've came out stronger. And then in these fights, you're going to come out stronger. Heavyweight champion Jack Dempsey said, a champion is someone who gets up when he can't. As believers, we get up when we feel we can't. Let's go to clip number six. Let's get it. Right? A funny thing about these clips, real quick, just a side note, is I had to send, I sent one to Drew to bleep out a couple of curse words. And so he took care, it was, that was just one clip. So he took out the curse words, and then uh, I realized that the clip I sent him, he bleeped out hell, right? Two. He had other two other words. And then uh, I went back watching the clips yesterday, and I realized that every clip that I have have hell in it, too. So unbleeped un, un out. So uh, apologize for the hell. Uh, I guess that was the 84, or 80s four-letter word there, right? But I love this clip right here. We kind of spliced it together in, in two parts, and it has really uh, two points in this clip here. Here's Rocky agreeing to go train under Apollo Creed, right? And, and, and the, there's two lessons to be learned in this clip. The first lesson is this. Apollo doesn't take him to some fancy gym, right? He doesn't take him to his house, right? He takes him back to the hood where Apollo was from, L.A., right? That skid row right there, something's never changed, as you can see. It's probably worse now than ever. But you can see that he takes him back to the hood. He takes him back to the foundation, the beginning, right? There's no glam. There's no nothing. And sometimes we got to take it back after a lot to the beginning, to the foundation, right? To the fundamentals, right? It's so easy, right? But it's so hard. It's, it's, it's so easy to go, to go away from that. And it's so hard to get back to that. But Apollo does one great thing here. He says, Rock, we're going to go back to where it all started for me. And I'm going to show you. The second part is this. He takes them back and, he, and, 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 he, and he, uh, he takes him back and he shows him to fight differently. He's not fighting the same no more. He's going to say, I'm going to show you my way. And I think a lot of times as believers, we get caught up in fighting our way. 
right? We think our way is the best. But how many of us know that sometimes when we fight our way, it doesn't always add up to wins. Sometimes we keep losing, right? And sometimes we got to take a step back and say, what am I doing wrong here? I've been saved for like five years, but I'm still battling the same stuff I used to battle. You're probably fighting wrong. Or you probably have the wrong trainer or the wrong manager or the wrong gym, right? And you got to change it up a little bit. You got to fight a little bit different. And I love what uh, Paul says in Philippians. He says, not that I have already obtained this or am I perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward for what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I love what Paul says, man. If you think about Paul, you think he's probably been in a few fights, right? He's probably had some challenges. But Paul is telling us right there, he says, I don't know everything. So he was telling us that he was still willing to learn. Right? He's probably like the second most important guy in the Bible next to Jesus, right? But he's saying that he's not perfect. I still got stuff to learn. I'm still willing to learn. Paul also said that he wasn't perfect. He, he, was, he was not perfect. And you can think that Paul was perfect, but he's like, no, nah, man, I still battle. I still fight. I still train. I still get ready. I still got to watch it. I just got to make sure that I'm doing everything I need to do to be ready. He was forgetting the past and going forward. It's a hard thing to do when you fight, right? Especially if you lose. If you lose, it's very hard to forget that loss, right? And sometimes instead of fighting again, we kind of just go, ah, I don't want to do it no more. I don't want to do it no more. But Paul said, I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget the past and I'm going to press on. To whatever happened back then, I'm sure people were walking up to Paul and say, hey, I remember you. You're that dude. Remember what you did to my family? You wiped them out. Paul had to battle that probably all the time. People not trusting him. The only, there was disciples that didn't trust him, Right? But Paul had to look past that. He had to learn, Brocky had to learn to fight differently. That's a hard thing for a fighter, for a champion to do, right? I remember when, when I was, uh, when uh, Cam was younger, he was getting trained by my friend. He was a professional fighter, right? And my friend was telling me, hey, why don't you train? And I was like 35 years old. I'm like, I'm good, dude. Like, you know, I'm cool. And so after about a month of him bugging me, he said, yeah, I'll train with you, Tony. Let's go. So Tony said, all right. Put on the gloves. Tony got the pads out. We start working the pads. I throw a couple punches. I think, hey, I've had a couple fights. We used to fight in box when I was little. We're good, right? I start throwing a couple punches. Tony said, stop, let's start over again. One, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. I'm throwing these punches and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. You know, and he's like, let's start again. Your, your, your feet are too close. And after about, no lie, after about five minutes of that, he goes, stop. And I'm like, what's the problem? He goes, stop. And I go, okay. And he goes, he goes, look, man, everything you know about fighting or that you think you know, just throw it out the window. You can't fight. 35 years old, right? Thinking I grew up in the neighborhood, I could fight. He's like, you can't fight. I had to learn to fight differently. You know how humbly that was? You know how humbly that was to start from the beginning at 35 years old? That's what Rocky was doing right now. He was starting over, right? After all his fight, after all his challenges, Hey, 50 fights? No, we're starting over. Sometimes you got to start over. And the biggest part of that is letting down your pride and say, okay, Lord, I'm all yours. What do you want to show me? What do you want to teach me today? George Foreman said, 
Many people fail not so much because of their mistakes. They fail because they are afraid to try. You got to try. How are you going to know if you don't try? Amen? It's quiet in here. I don't know why. What the heck? We're watching Rocky. It's a good story, right? Let's go to clip number seven. Maybe, maybe this will fire you up. Let's see. Boom. Come on. You guys didn't know there was there many, that many good parts in Rocky Three, did you? There is no tomorrow. What a powerful statement by Apollo to Rocky, right? And here was Rocky thinking like, hey, I'm going to put this off till tomorrow, right? And sometimes we're like that. We want to put things off till tomorrow. Tomorrow, 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 right? And Rocky thought he was doing himself a favor by saying, let's do it tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll do it. He's not doing himself a favor. He's losing at this point. Physically, mentally, spiritually, he's losing, right? Because he's pushing it off to another day. Sometimes as believers, we're like that, right? We want to take the easy road. We want to procrastinate, right? Tomorrow I'll pray, right? Tomorrow I'll get in my word. Tomorrow I'll work on being a better father, a better mother, right? Tomorrow I'll work on my marriage, right? Tomorrow I'll start doing more for God. Tomorrow I'll forgive. Tomorrow I'll repent. Tomorrow I'll accept Jesus. There is no tomorrow. We as believers should understand that more than anybody. Tomorrow is not guaranteed, right? We know that. James 4, 14 says, you, don't, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Tomorrow may never come. Man, us as believers, we, we, we don't have time to push something till tomorrow, right? Every day, this, this world is just collapsing on top of us, left and right, right? And, and, and instead of being fighters in the arena, we're spectators in the stands eating popcorn. My life is good. I'm just going to chill. I don't have to fight. Meanwhile, they're trying to indoctrinate our children, right? Meanwhile, you can't even watch TV without some sort of uh, innuendos and, and undertones of stuff, right? Sin is everywhere trying to attack our children, and we want to sit in the background. We can't do that. There's no tomorrow. The time is now. Rocky knew what, he needed, what needed to be done, but he was putting off for another day. Another day. Like us, we know what we have to do, but we want to put it off for another day. Yeah. Right? The Holy Spirit's like Mick. He's talking to us, telling us what we need to do. And tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. And before, before long, that, that day turns into a week. And that week turns into a month. That month turns into a year. And then it's years, and it's like tomorrow. And then you realize, like, what the heck? I just wasted five years. I could have been getting be a little bit better every day. In James 4.17, it says, If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. It's sin. So not only are we, are we already messing up, man, we're, we're, we're also sinning because we know it's the right thing to do and we don't do it. Rocky knew he should be training. He should be getting ready. But he didn't do it. Genuine faith is proved by action. If you love Jesus, if you have him in your heart, it's going to always be proven in the gym, right? It's going to be proven by action. Don't wait for tomorrow. Live like there's no tomorrow. How about that? Imagine if we all live like there's no tomorrow. How many people would get saved today? 
right? Man, it would be crazy. I love what Hall of Fame trainer Cus Diamato said. He said, to see a man beaten not by a better opponent, but by himself is a tragedy, right? Rock was getting beaten by himself right here. That's a tragedy. Let's go to clip number eight. I promise it's going to get better, guys. Come on, man. I saw some of you punching the air right now. And some of you need to play this before you come to church every week. <laughs> you need to get fired up, man. If you need to get fired up watching that, that's classic 80s montage right there, right? I mean, when I was putting it together with my son, we were trying to cut that, that scene and make it a little smart. He's like, Dad, you can't. You got to play, play the whole thing. It's got to be the whole thing. It, it does have to be the whole thing. So we get the whole story. At the end, I know now if you saw that in a movie, it'd be a little bit different. Two guys hugging each other with little shorts, jumping in the water. In Santa Monica, it would be a totally different movie in 2023. I get that. So let's, let's not think that way, guys. Let's, let's think wholesome competition, right? That scene right there fires me up. Did it fire you up? Right? I, I think it, it, it fires everybody up, right? I think the most, this is the most important scene in the movie. And I'll tell you why I think this is the most important scene in the movie. Because it shows Rocky, the attitude changed, right? His attitude was different now. He wasn't the guy that says tomorrow. And he was kind of down and out, was struggling, right? Getting the moves down, working on his footwork, hitting the punch. He sh they show him struggling, but they show him smiling a little bit, right? And he still continued to work hard. It showed that he was determined to get better, right? Sometimes we, we be like the old Rocky tomorrow and just give up. But God just wants you to get a little bit better every day. Just a little bit better every day. To get a little bit closer to him every day. Isn't that the plan that he has for us? Just get better every day till we reach perfection, right? Till we get to heaven. Then we'll be perfect like him, right? That's it. We just need to take little steps. And Rocky was determined to get better every day. And this clip shows that he did get better, right? We're not in a tune-up fight here, right? A lot of fighters take a tune-up fight right, to get better. No, this is the main event, right? This is no tune-up fight. We're fighting 15 rounds here. It's not nowadays 12 rounds. This is an old school 15-round fight. We're, get, we're in it every day as believers, and there's always new challenges, right? There's always something, some issue, some trial, even some person, right, that wants to take us out. But 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 27 says this, do you not know that in the race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like somebody running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself might not be disqualified. Right? You have to train hard. You have to be ready. Right? Sometimes we're shadow boxing and the shadow's winning. Right? Some of you, whew, sorry guys. Some of you guys didn't get that one. You gotta be ready. Paul said it clearly, man. We strike a blow to our body. We're training. We're determined. We keep pressing forward. The great Manny Pacquiao said this. If you work hard in training, the fight is easy. How true is that? 
If you stay ready, you'll always be ready. That's it. Clip number nine. Yo, he gets his belt back, right? You know, the story of Rocky Balboa, it's, it's, it's not a boxing movie. The story of Rocky Balboa, is, it's, it's a fight movie. He had to fight a lot of things, right? He had to fight loss. He had to fight change. He had to fight defeat. He had to fight fear. He had to fight doubt. That's why we love this movie. You don't love this movie because it's a boxing movie. We love this movie because it was a fight movie. He fought through, it wasn't just clever landing. It was all those things. And I love the way he fought, right? His defense was a lot better in, this, in the second fight, right? He had his hands up, finally, right? He was bobbing and weaving a little bit. But what I really love is that he wasn't only taking shots, right? He wasn't only playing defense. He was on the offense, right? I think sometimes as believers, we, we're just on the defense all the time. The enemy just keeps throwing punches and we're just backing up in the corner. We're blocking and we're just, but I don't want to be on defense forever, right? I want to start throwing some punches, right? Oh, you're going to throw a shot here? You're going to throw a jab? Then I'm going to throw a jab, right? I'm going to counter. Are you going to throw a jab? I'm going to come over with the right cross. Boom, I'm going to land that, right? I'm going to throw a one-two, a, a jab hook, right? I'm going to get him back. That's what Rocky started doing. Defense. Bob and his head fought differently, right, to win the bout. As a fighter, he knew that nothing was coming easy for him. No one was just going to give him the bout. Everything is earned, right? It's earned. And anything that's earned is always worth more. I guarantee you when he won the belt the second time, it was way more better than the first time, right? It was because it was more of a struggle, right? There was more of a fight within himself, with, with, with his trainer, with everything that went against him. It was a struggle. In Romans 8, 18, it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. The fight that we are in is tough. It will take some hard training days. It will push us to the brink of quitting, right? If you believe you've been saved any amount of time, you know that. It will cause us to lose a few things. It will even cause us to lose a few people, right? It will leave us with a few black eyes, busted lips, bloody noses. But in the end, it will all be worth it, right? To get your hand raised up, right? To get your hand raised up. That's what I want. That's what I want. In James 1.12, it said, Blessed is the one who preserves under trial, having stood the test. That person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. That's our championship belt right there. That's what I want. That's what makes this all worth it, right? When we get to heaven and we put on that crown, we get that championship belt, and God raises our hand, and, and we defeat the devil for good, right? For good. Muhammad Ali said this. He said, I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. I want to suffer now. I want to suffer now because I want to live eternity as a champion. I want to live eternity as a champion with Jesus, right? That's what we live for. And you know what the crazy thing about this movie and, and, and the fight that we're in. The fight that we're in, let me give you a, let me, let me give you a little insight here. I got, I got some insight from some of my friends in, in the mafia, right? The insight is this. The fight that we're in right now, it's fixed. The fight is fixed. We already know who's gonna win, right? God wins. 
God wins. And all he tells us is, he says, just show up every day. Just train every day. Just be ready. And I guarantee you, you're going to win. I mean, what kind of fight is that? I just got to train a little. I just got to be ready. In the end, I win. I'm, t I'm putting my money on that guy. I, I don't bet. Well, if I did, I would pay tithes off it, though. But I'm saying, <laughs> I would. But what I'm saying is this, it's a fixed fight. We know who wins. Yeah. And a fixed fight, it's like, hey, I'm good. My money's good. It's, they're gonna win. So I challenge you guys, maybe in this place, maybe you've, you're fighting wrong. Maybe you feel like quitting. Maybe you've been putting off things till tomorrow, right? Maybe you need to find a new trainer, right? Maybe you need to find a new gym. Maybe you need to get back in the gym, right? Maybe those are the things you need to do. I'm talking spiritually here. Some of you guys are looking at me kind of like, hey, bro, calm down. But spiritually, getting back to those things, getting back to the roots. You guys didn't know there were so many lessons in Rocky about our life and the parallels for us. Get back in the gym. Win back the belt. Win back your crown that's already guaranteed to you. You just got to keep fighting. Let's bow our heads. Maybe you're in this place and, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And maybe you're, you're kind of like Rocky in that scene where, where you've come to church a few times and maybe the Lord's been knocking at your heart and you keep saying, tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll come to Christ. Tomorrow I'll give my life to Jesus. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Friend, I want to let you know that tomorrow is not promised. God, like a, like a good trainer, like a good manager is telling you, come. Come to me. I love you. I want to change life. And I want to, I want to ask you this morning. Maybe you've been running. Maybe you've been pushing it up. Maybe you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord. You've been fighting by yourself. Life. Right? That's the difference that we have. we have. We have hope in Jesus. So when we do have a fight, I got somebody that's going to show me. Maybe you don't have nobody. Maybe you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life. I want you just really quickly, just raise your hand. Is there anybody here that doesn't know Jesus and you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life? You don't know Jesus. God's calling you. Today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. He loves you. He wants to help you. Anybody in this place? Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's all stand. If you, if you know the Lord, I, I want everybody to stand. Just have your head bowed for a second. Just have your head bowed, your eyes closed. We're going to pray. And we're not going to call nobody up. But we, we, we just want to pray. I, I want you just to ask God, what are some of the things you need to work on? Picture yourself as a fighter. Right? And you're in the arena. And God's been challenging you. Right? Maybe you've been putting it off till tomorrow. Right? Maybe even not fighting the way you're supposed to be fighting. You're, you're not training the way you're supposed to be training. Maybe you're, you're struggling and you're wondering, like, I, I, I got to switch this up because I'm still battling the same stuff. Maybe you got to do something different. Maybe God spoke to you during this. I want you just to pray as Drew goes ahead and sings. But I want you to talk to God this morning and just ask him. Say, Lord, how do you want, what do you want me to do, Lord? 
what kind of fighter do you want me to be or to become, right? Maybe you just need determination, right? Something that's all we need. I just need to get there. I'm, no matter what, I'm going to keep pushing. I want you to pray this morning and just ask God. Amen.